Hi, and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Our very special guest, Laura Campbell, is a writer, actor, director, and a working board member of Film Fatal, a nonprofit advocating for directors of all marginalized genders. She recently co-directed and co-starred in Play Date, a short film about two mothers in the aftermath of a school shooting. Laura is co-founder of Dynamo Studio, a women-driven production company creating theater and film to catalyze conversation around social issues, with whom she co-wrote and will co-star in the feature film Luke, a pitch-black dramedy thriller about rape. And Carol, I understand Laura is in your producer class for her new film. Yes, yes, and we're honored to have Laura with us today so we can learn about film fatales. And we want to get an update on Laura's own production company and her new film. So thank you, Laura, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. Good. Well, we'll have a good time. We just want to get started with the Film Fatales. It's my understanding that it's a nonprofit arts organization which advocates for parity in the film industry, and it supports an inclusive community of over a 1,000 feature film and television directors of all marginalized genders. I understand you raise the visibility of marginalized directors and expand the talent pool for decision makers so that they can work with underrepresented voices. What a great achievement. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, sounds like a wonderful organization. Tell us how you got attached and why. It is a really wonderful organization, and I did a film many years ago with a woman, and it was the first time I'd worked with a female director, and I had an amazing time. Her name was Kim Spurlock, and I discovered along the way that she was part of this organization, this group called Film Film Fatal. So I'd heard about the name, I'd heard about that organization in passing, and was always very curious. When I moved to L.A. shortly after, I was looking for community, I was looking for like-minded folks, and I saw that Leah Meyerhoff, who's the founder of Film Fatals, was uh, teaching a workshop. So I took the workshop, I asked her to go to coffee, and we hit it off, and I started helping her out in the organization, which is mostly volunteer-run, and um, became much more involved during the pandemic, heading up their events team, so producing these online webinars and our mixers and panel discussions, and then also running online auctions to raise money for them and helping to apply for our NEA grants and trying to get us to a place where we could make our first hires, and then ultimately became a working board member. So it's been a a few-year journey, yeah. You applied for an NEA grant for Femme Fatales? We received our first NEA grant this year. Oh my gosh, how exciting! It is. It was really. It's really exciting. We're really proud of ourselves because we, you know, we're not grant writers at, as, as tra- by trade. So it took a lot of research and a lot of effort from 
you know, about five people working on this thing for about a year before we submitted the, the application. So it's a lot of work, that one. Oh, it is. It, how many pages was it? Uh, 75, 100. It was, it was, yeah. it was giant. <laughs> yes, most people have no idea when they start out to do one of these grants how much time and effort has to go into it. Uh, but to get it on your first try is superb. Congratulations. Yeah. So much. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, now, the website on Film Fatale says, in an entertainment industry where women direct less than 5% of the top box office films and less than 20% of episodic television shows, Film Fatale provides a structure that enables women directors to get their films made and seen. So tell us how you help their films get made. For sure. I mean, those statistics are really depressing. And, you know, there's been recent studies that came out the last couple of weeks that show there really hasn't been too much change behind the camera in general. Directors, writers, producers, you know, DPs, it's, it's it's kind of a dire situation. So our organization really functions in three ways. We uh, do artist development, advocacy, and we are an industry resource for filmmakers of all stages of filmmaking in their projects. Um, our Pulling Focus Speaker Series, which is where I spend most of my time, uh, sort of an educational community resource to help filmmakers learn from experts in the field, from everything from developing a script to how, to how to hire inclusively to how to get distribution for your films. Uh, so we have experts come in every month and do discussions, online virtual discussions, um, to create to create an environment where we share information with the community um, in a learning capacity. Then we have the Parity Pipeline, which is a, a essentially a career development program and a content discovery platform, so it functions kind of like a more personalized film freeway for marginalized directors. Um, and through that, we've had scores of directors who have um, seen tremendous, you know, success in terms of like being hired for jobs, receiving financing, screening their work, <clears throat> excuse me, screening their work at significant theatrical venues. Um, sometimes I think industry specifically, having a reputable organization who has a strong stance in the industry and is well-known, having someone like that stand behind you and vouch for you can really help the talent that already exists to step into the light a little bit more. Um, so we do a lot of that, for sure. And then in the big picture, oh, sorry, go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, I think I think uh, that is really important to have an organization that will promote you and stand behind you and who has read your resume, who's helping you get jobs, who is helping to train you and expand your knowledge. All of this is really good uh, for your um your CV, uh your bios, your <coughs> applications to apply to, for jobs. I think this is a brilliant idea, and I can understand why you would put so much time in it because the benefits, the return on your investment for your time must be very rewarding, Laura. Extremely rewarding when it happens. You know, when, when, we, see it, when we see it working, it's really wonderful. Because from our perspective, you know, you, as you mentioned, we have thousands of members, 
you know. And, like, we know the talent is there. We see it every day. These, the, you know, these creators, these directors, these writers, they're incredibly talented, and they've got wonderful work to show. And quite often, you know, you run into barriers of who's been hired before, whose work has been shown before, and there's some sort of, you know, leap that has to be taken to get, significant, you know, marginalized people's work into the mainstream flow of things. So I think that giving them the extra push, the extra vouch, the extra, hey, look at this, this is amazing, this is wonderful, we say it's wonderful, just helps them to get to get to be seen, you know, um, seriously, to, to even know that they exist sometimes. And we try and make it really easy for industry folks as well. So like um, production studios, festivals, grant people who, who give out grants, find folks who are really talented in our community. So we, we can create lists. We create lists of recommendations. We create lists of specific types of filmmakers that make specific types of films, and we have them at the ready to be able to provide any uh, anyone who needs um, a list of filmmakers that they're looking for in an underrepresented capacity. Um, we're ready to give it, you know, and we're making it real easy for folks <laughs> to find. So you would have a list of documentary uh, producers, documentary directors, something like that? Sure, yeah. I mean, we, we represent the directors in that way, but we do have lists of also industry folks. So we work with, a, you know, over 500 festivals and production companies that um, we know when they're looking for kinds of people and we can come into our database of people and we can just connect them. So we're sort of like the connecting tissue through this pipeline that we have. We have the industry and then we have the creators and we're the connector of those two things quite frequently. Well, is there any charge to the members for this? Um, there's a, there's a, so membership fees. We, we have a membership fee. I think it's $60 a year. And then for the parity pipeline, you're able to filmmakers do is they upload their projects into the parity pipeline, similarly to Film Freeway in a way, but it, ours is, is all sort of done by hand. It's not, you know, um, automated. Um, they put in their project to the parity pipeline, either their director reel, if they're looking for jobs as a director, or a specific project, so trailers to their work, or a screenplay that they've written, something like that. Um, and for that, there's a fee... Uh, it's on our website. I can't exactly remember what it is, but there's a small fee, like $40, I think, to put your in the pipeline, and that project then goes database, a searchable database for the industry and for us. It's private, um, but uh, we can then they're in there, and anytime an opportunity comes up, we we can hit up that director and say, hey, there's this opportunity, or this uh, there's this uh, opportunity for your film to be shown somewhere. We give our, to those people that are in the pipeline, they get this specified newsletter with um, upcoming opportunities and them via email when there's a deadline coming up and if they want to be recommended for it, they can, they can tell us that they're submitting for it and we can put them in our list of recommendations for that specific festival or grant or anything like that. Great. My goodness. That's marvelous. That is really giving support. And um, I really have to commend you on the events you're having. They're marvelous. I was taking a look, and that's part of your membership. It gets you the free dis uh, information from experts, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Part of your membership gives you free or massively discounted tickets to all of our events. Oh, great. Well, tell me, you were talking to someone recently about distribution. What is the current information about distributing feature films these days for independence? Because the, uh, you know, the theaters are just full of uh, the studio films. I seldom, I, I live up here in Ventura, and we just don't have a theater that will screen independent mm-hmm. films. I have to go to L.A., to see that. I mean, I'm trying to remember it. I, the, 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 we did a panel on film distribution recently. Um, sure. What the, the, the main takeaways for me are, you know, obviously film festivals, if you're able to get your film into a festival that is focused on distribution, who's, where buyers come, you know, to this yes. specific festival, um, uh-huh. that's a really good way to do it. I think what they were saying was just be wary of signing distribution contracts too early and with people who don't have great deals. I think directors run into um, getting scared that they're not going to get the distribution deal, so they sign over rights very quickly. There are right. resources where people, you know, you can get more help in that. There's a few um, law firms that we've spoken with that I think do a really good job with their clients getting them distribution. I think working with an organization is always beneficial for a director, especially who's not familiar with the distribution environment. So working with a law firm, working with a production company who specifies in distribution um, like Vanishing Angle, for instance, is an independent film company that is really great with distribution. Um, I would, I think coming out of those talks, I would, if I were directing a film and putting it out into the world, make sure that I, I, up with folks that are very knowledgeable about the space because it's too easy to fall into either missing out on a distribution deal or not knowing, you know, the different avenues, you know, from yes. airlines to foreign sales like there's a lot of opportunity out there but it's just there's not a lot known about it exactly i uh, that's very true you do need some help with that uh, well good that's wonderful um so tell us what you think are the main benefits of fin- film fatal the list that you have the uh, advice and education you give people no, and I think the the biggest benefit that I hear over and over again is, yeah, I think all these things are very important and we do them really well and we're very successful at them and it really helps directors um, lead. I felt this and I feel that all of our members feel this, that the community aspect of it, people just showing up, you know, doing these things on a regular basis, these events or um, the newsletter that we send out every week or every month, our social media platforms, there's a sense of community there that keeps people going, especially in times like the pandemic or during our, you know, these strikes. People need community, and they say that it does keep them going to, to be inspired by each other, to share resources with each other. They're an incredibly supportive group. You know, we see people who have risen up to the top of the top of our industry through, and our members, you know, and they they come back and they they reach back and they pull people up. And it's, it's, 
it's very inspiring to see. It's a really quite uniquely supportive group of folks. And um, I think that's the biggest strength, honestly. It's really community-driven. It's really community-oriented. It's started as, as di- dinner table discussions in New York City with uh, seven people, and it grew into this thing. So it still has that element to it, you know. Wonderful. This is really great. Yes. <clears throat> Lily Tomlin put it succinctly when she said, we're all in this boat alone together. And we need <laughs> yeah. it, right? We're, everybody feels so alone because they have to work so much on their own. But having this community to empower you, that's what you need, that we're all in this together. And uh, I love it because I... Uh, it gives me a great place to recommend because a, a man making a film, documentary film, was looking for a director. I mentioned your organization. He was thrilled. Uh, and the same thing with uh, the uh, the other organizations. There's a few out there now where you can find filmmakers in one group. So you can actually get online, go through and read all their bios and make make your own decision if you want to hire them or not. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's really exciting, you know. There's a lot of organizations that we, you know, our sister organizations, we like to think of them as. And uh, Brawn Girls Doc Mafia is one that we really yeah. love. They're doing an amazing job over there. Um, you know, all of these, yes, yeah, all of these, there's cinematographer groups, there's composer groups of all, you know, marginalized folks that make it easy to, like you said, find people, find the talent and and suss everybody out and make a, make a choice. There's a lot of choices out there. Oh, tremendous, and they're really talented. Uh, so uh, what about consultations with your members? Does anyone do that? A constant thing, yeah. So there's, you know, there's the programming team, uh, Lori Welch heads up the programming team, so she's constantly giving um, consultations to filmmakers about festivals and about festival runs and submissions and all of that stuff. Um, and our our team in general is, is always, I get emails all the time asking for advice, asking for connections, asking for different things like that. That's, that's sort of a constant in, in our world. Um, and then in terms of con- really like tense consultations, if somebody wanted, you know, a full project consultation, let's say, from start to finish, that would probably be a little bit more because there's thousands of filmmakers. We can't do that for everybody. So you Mm -hmm. can hire somebody to do those consultations internally. Um, But the the community, the access to information, the questions that people ask all the time, like it's a very open book most of the time and people get what they need from us without having to, to... um, book any sort of thing like that. Okay. Well, um, what are your goals for the next three years? How, uh, where do you think you'll go with Film Fatales? Yeah, you know, we've grown so rapidly in the last three or four years that, um, and uh, like I mentioned, it's a mostly volunteer-run organization. We're all kind of doing it of the game. Um, so we'd love to to create a self-sustaining model so people, you know, there's no burnout because it's a, it's profit work is very difficult. Um, so creating a self-sustaining model where 
we can hire, make more hires to establish kind of a more solid foundation for the organization. We're about to launch a new website, which we're really excited about. Um, and we would love to automate our parity pipeline because it is a lot of admin work to keep up this database of filmmakers and recommendation lists and all of that. It's a very time-consuming job. If we could get, we could automate it, which costs a lot of money. We would love to do that. Um, and then enable us to expand our reach, you know, so we can help as many people as we can help, but only as many as we have time and energy to do so. So I feel like the more we can create a solid foundation and create an automation of sorts, we will be able to help more and more filmmakers with that. that so that's my yes. hope for the next three years. <laughs> yeah. That's very good. A new website <laughs> and automation. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, now let's change subjects and talk about the film project that you and your co-producer, co-director, Laura, are working on. Oh. Yeah, I mean, we're so lucky to be uh, in your producing class because it really is it's giving us so much inspiration and so much um, information uh, every every couple of weeks. So we're really grateful for that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Our project... Our project is a feature film. It's at, it's at the screenplay stage. So we've been working on the screenplay for about three years, four years. And it came about after we produced a play in Los Angeles many years ago um, about sexual assault. After each performance, mm -hmm. we did the, a, panel of, a panel discussion, essentially, with experts in the field. So uh, people who were prominent members of the Me Too movement, people who were survivors, who were outspoken survivors. We also had psychologists. We had uh, law enforcement. So we were just doing these panels to sort of ace for folks after the play because it was a pretty intense play and could be triggering and re-traumatizing potentially for folks. So we wanted to make sure we held space for that afterwards. Talk back, we started to hear things that were kind of shocking to us. Like we thought, you know, we're in Los Angeles in a black box theater and these people who come to theater are very open-minded and progressive thinking and we would kind of all be on the same page. And we started to hear things from people that, that were kind of surprising and, and made us question maybe we are a little naive in how far we think we've come as a society. And if we're hearing these things in Los Angeles in this black box theater, what are we, what are they hearing in the middle of America or in these small times where we grew up, you know, in these tiny times in Vermont or Illinois or Minnesota. Um, so we started thinking about the topic itself um, in those terms and wrote Luke, our screenplay. So with that, a small time dealing with, um, the residual effects of sexual assault 20 years after the fact and how the whole time becomes part to um, how these things get resolved. Wow. <laughs> That's our yeah. That's really something. Well, that's a big market out there for uh, women who've been just insulted to start with insults on and pushed aside for jobs and all of these things uh, marginalized women so um, yes you will have a big following for that subject because it may all end up in rape but the whole thing starts just with some simple thing and keeps going for women 
you know, and women don't talk about it. They just ignore it, and most of them, and keep going. And uh, that doesn't solve the problem. So bringing it into the light is exactly what we need. Thank you. Of course. I mean, I think that's so right. You know, our story is definitely based upon thousands of, of stories that we've read, our own personal stories. But as you said, you know, this thing starts with not, if you're not believed, why would you speak up? You know what I'm saying? Like this, this question that, that comes up a lot with women is if you're not going to be believed anyway, if you're going to be ostracized and bullied and demonized for speaking up, why, what would be the, you know, survival in you would not want you to speak up, right? So in our film, these, this, the events happen in high school. The women come forward at this high school quarterback who's done these things and they're not believed the whole time turns against them. This is a story that is, that happens all the time, every day, all over America. The time turns on them. They're bullied. They're ostracized. They bond over this. And then 20 years later, the girls who's now women commit suicide and the quarterback who's now a rising star in the sports radio world receives a threat to make it right, to make right what he did. And he comes back to his hometown who, you know, idolizes him to try and make it right and confronts the women who he thought sent him this threat letter didn't and things go sideways and he ends up tied up in this high school and the women have to figure out what to do because 20 years <laughs> later, now they have the guy that they accused 20 years ago that nobody believed them and now he's tied up in this high school and they're like, they're never going to believe us now. You know? so, so it's kind of that ripple effect of the trauma of not being believed and the trauma that to like make choices because you're trying to survive in a society that doesn't stand up for you and has turned its back on you. You know, it's a, it's a horrible yet true thing that happens all the time. And it's still going on exactly as that. I have a, a gentleman that I know who's doing a, an animated feature on something like this that was uh, reported but ignored and, uh, and all the trauma that came from reporting this situation, forget the situation itself. It, uh, it was the aftermath, is exactly what you're saying, that affects people so badly. Well, um, you are still on the script, right? You haven't uh, started casting or started raising funds, or where are you? The cast is going to be the folks who created it. It was a highly collaborative process. So when we when we you know, decided on the topic and what we wanted to say. We got in a room with the, the director, who will be the director, Brad Barnes, is the director of this. We got in a room with him and we did a lot of improv. So we came up with a couple of characters each um, with very specific questions in mind and backstories. And we went into the room and we, Brad, sort of pitted us against each other in these little scenelets. And we tested out a bunch of different characters in that way and then landed on the characters that we thought would be the most interesting, unique, and contrasting characters to put in a room together to tell this story. And then mm-hmm. we, just, we just wrote, we came up with scenes and we would improvise them and do this over and over again. We did this for a couple of years. Um, wow. Scenes and testing out characters. Um, with each other. So it was an incredibly collaborative experience in terms of world building and story building. And then after those years, um, the pandemic hit. So we were all, you know, in our own spaces. So we just sat down and started to write. And um, that that process was, was, 
you know, as far as, you know, we're going to do a couple more rewrites, but it's been through many, many stages, and we've gone through a couple labs and um, a good place. But the cast who created it in the beginning in this world building will be the cast that plays it in the end. Um, so that in that sense, it is cast. In terms of financing, we were about to go out, you know, you've heard our pitch, but we've, we've, we were about to go out and start pitching to folks, and then the strike happened. So we haven't pitched in that time in solidarity mm-hmm. with the strike. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, good for you. Uh, so you're just honing your uh, script. You have your log line and your script and your deck all created. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, budgeting yeah. is the next class, and and mm. the guy who's giving it is a filmmaker himself. He's, I, he, you may have seen him in one of the classes we did on AI, Jonathan Smith. Wonderful, wonderful. Yes, and so uh, we'll learn all about that. But budgeting is really the key because that's how you make all your decisions. Once you have the numbers, it's easy to say yes, no, because you've got the proof. Numbers are factual, so you've got something to work from. Uh, So this is a good place to be. You're You're getting everything ready to hit the streets and go after the funding when the uh, soon as the strike is over, right? Absolutely. And, you know, in the meantime, we've been submitting to screenplay competitions. We've got to the quarterfinal round in a couple of them, the Blue Cat screenplay competition and the We Screenplay Diverse Voices competition. Um, so we'll continue to do that and um, get feedback on the script and be ready to go. I mean, we're, you know, working on our pitch, working on our deck. We feel really good about it, but you can always do better. So we're, we're, um, yeah, we're just honing it all in. So we're ready to rock when the, when the strike opens up again, hopefully soon. Yeah. Right. And what, uh, how about your members? Are, are they financially hurting because of the strike? Or what's your feedback? Sure. I mean, it is tough. It's really tough. And it's mentally tough, you know, to not work for a long time. Um, You know, the directors struck their deal. They struck a deal. Um, So they are technically allowed to work, but you can't work when there's no actors or writers. So um, it's pretty damaging to people. See it all. And we hear, you know, we give out a lot of... um, Those are free tickets to stuff when we hear about people in financial stress. So we don't want to ever make prohibitive factor for anybody in our community uh-huh. to attend any events or do anything with us. Um, so we're we're making we're counting for that for sure on our end. But yeah, we're hearing it's really tough. It's really hard. People are they're leaving the city. They're you know trying to figure out a way to keep lives in this in this downside, turn, you know. Wow. Yeah. Even leaving Los Angeles, that's that's a horrible thing to have to do when it's your your city, your industry is right here. So, yeah. Mm. Well, um, I think that you're in a good place with your film because uh, the, the topic is so important. And 
I wonder if you've looked into Hunting Ground and some of the other documentaries, and because they had wonderful outreach uh, setups with them, right? Hunting Ground, I haven't heard of, but uh, Roll Red Roll is one that we really we love a lot, and we think they did an amazing job. Um, that is Nancy Schwartzman, I believe. Roll Red Roll, is that right? Nancy Schwartzman, what's the name of it? Roll. Okay. Great. Roll. It's a wonderful documentary about, you know, a true story about football rapes in, in small-town America. Um, and we really enjoyed that. And they did a really great impact campaign afterwards, which we're very much interested in in doing. Um, Schwartzman, a wonderful film, filmmaker. Um, yes. And I haven't heard of, so I will definitely look at that for sure. Right. Well, um, uh, Cello Alvarez is doing an event for us in October on impact uh, and how to take your film out to the community. And it's a free uh, uh, everything you want to know about filmmaking class. So I hope you take advantage of that. I think it's uh, October the 3rd. But you'll get an email about it. Thank you so much for doing that. Yes, it's uh, we have to keep up with everything that we all need. Well, thank you for this. And uh, just in closing, tell us uh, what we uh, what's your plan for your next three years. Where do you see yourself with your film finished? Is that what you're looking at? Yeah, for sure. I mean. At the present moment, I just completed a short film. It was the first time I'd taken a director's hat on, which I wouldn't have done without Films with Halls and the support and the community there. It encouraged me to do this. So um, I co-directed and co-starred and co-produced in a short film called Playdate about the aftermath of the school shooting. Um, and it's going into the festival circuit right now. We're applying. We just locked picture, and we're applying. We just applied to Sundance and Slamdance, and we're about to go and do... Sci-Fi Southwest on the 19th. Um, so I hope that that gets into festivals and enables me to create more of a community around for funding my feature film. So hopefully in the next three years, we will. I hope we will shoot Luke the feature next year. That's the goal, is to get it fully financed and shoot at the end of next of 2024. And then by 2025, be in the festival circuit with Luke would be my absolute goal. Oh, wonderful. Yes, that's a good goal, Laura. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the work that you're doing, empowering directors and giving us one place that we can go to find someone for our for our films. They do short films as well as features, right? Film Fatals, unfortunately at the moment, because of our bandwidth, we only do feature film directors. So either directors who have directed a feature film, documentary or narrative, or have directed an episode of television that has aired. So it's a very specific niche group. Um, in that camp, you know, we would love to have you. Hopefully, in the next five years, as we expand, we'll we'll expand towards short filmmakers as well. But we have a we have filmmakers from all walks of life, from all avenues, genres, types of films come to our events every month. So it's open to the public, so you can come and learn if if you're if you're so inclined. 
Oh, how wonderful. Thank you so much, Laura. Lots of good luck with your film and with Film Fatales. And Claire, thank you very much for all you're doing. Thank you. Always a pleasure. So best of luck, Laura. It's a pleasure, yeah. Take good care. I really, really, really appreciate you having me. Thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure to learn about your work and Film Fatales. So I definitely support it. I'll definitely make sure that we keep advising our filmmakers about your organization. Best of luck. All right. Thank you, Claire. Oh, you're welcome. And be well, everyone. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N.com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.